we on? Yeah. All right. Pull up the notes real quick. Here we are, episode three of Cross Training Miles. I'm Kirby. And I'm Will. And you probably already know that if you're listening to this. Yep. But we're going to say it every episode, because sometimes you just need reminding about those kinds of things. Oh, I guess. I forgot to start a timer, because last time I was... I felt like we were out at, at sea, shipwrecked, like uh, on that sh- show Lost. Bro, you watching Lost? And uh, well, not recently. I'm busy with school, but when yeah. I was watching Lost, the uh, what's his name? Barry. And there's a black dude and a uh, and a and a redneck that are on the boat together. Walt. And, no, Walt's the kid. Oh yeah. The dad. Michael's. Name, Michael, Michael is the dad. The dad. Walt is the kid, um, and then the redneck guy who smuggled the gun. Sawyer. Sawyer, yeah. And then... Kate? No, no, no. She wasn't on the boat, but the, the Korean guy was on the boat. And I forget his name. Jin? Jin. And so these pirates come and they like... I am the captain now. Yeah, basically. And they, they, they get the ship on fire. And, and so they're like just floating in the middle of the sea on uh, just some shipwreck some like floating shipwreck and that's that's how i felt last week when we were recording the pod because i didn't know where we were in terms of time so like kate winslet and titanic so way more room for jack on that you ever seen titanic yeah i have there's way more room like jack could have easily lived there that piece of driftwood was so big he just died for no reason yeah well continuity error maybe he did I mean, because the whole movie was t- was given in the story by the point of like an eighty five year old woman, so she could have forgotten something at that point. I mean, maybe in her mind she thought he fell off and she, he really didn't. Where she's and got like she's got like dementia, like maybe Alzheimer's. You never know. She's on a cognitive decline. In quotes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she could have been. She says the thing instead of God. <laughs> checks her watch during. <laughs> Ceremonies. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> Anyways, we've had an eventful week. We've done... Well, we have a race coming up tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday because that's how busy that our week has been. So... Yeah. Um, just It's our first 8K. We're doing it at a dummy flat course in North Carolina. So... We're going to be rocking and rolling on that guy. Uh, do you have any race predictions? No. What do you think we're going to do, Kirby? Um, I don't know. We were talking about this earlier, and like, I don't really have any expectations other than just run hard. Goldfields. And it's kind of how I've been going into each workout, more just focused and emotionally detached I guess mm-hmm. I don't know if, if that's a positive or a negative thing but it's helped me get through the uh, um, the workouts easier because like if I, if I go into a workout like really pumped up and happy and then it doesn't go very well then I'll, I'll just be really upset afterwards because I was expecting something really good and if I go into it more just like neutral and it ends up being a good workout, then I can be happy about that. And if it ends up being a bad workout, 
then I can just feel neutral still because I went into it neutral. And that doesn't mean that I don't want to run well. I just have just been emotionally, like, unattached from my performance, I guess you would say. Yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining that the right way, but... Edie is what Edie is. It is what it is. And uh, as long as I'm... What Coach has been telling us is as long as we go out there and give it our all, like, that's all you can ask for. And so at the end of the day, I'm not worried about the result. I'm just worried about my effort. And... uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fast one. It's going to be a good one. I mean, if I had to make a prediction, I would like to PR. Um, my AK PR uh, is 26.59, and I'd love to go under 26.30 for AK. Um, nice. For this course in September. Um, but we raced this course a total of three times this season, the first time being um, this coming Saturday, or I'm sorry, this coming Friday. And so, yeah, I wouldn't put too much pressure on it, but just run hard and run fast and enjoy enjoy what comes. What about you? I'd say you summed that up pretty well. I'm just going to go fast and uh, enjoy it. It's going to be fun. Uh, I think it is, as long as I go under 27, I'll be happy time-wise. Um I'm just going to get out there and race however coach wants me to race. And we'll have a meeting about that in 45 minutes. But, you know, I'm not worried about it. I think we'll do just fine. Do do you – have you ever had or do you plan on having like a pre-race or mid-race mantra that you tell yourself? Have you ever had that? Absolutely. So all throughout high school I had two. Uh, one of them – I fulfilled my senior year. Well, it was my junior year, actually, during track. I used to say two things. I used to say, I'm going to throw up after this race um, because I had never thrown up after a race. And after I ran my mile PR, which I may break tomorrow, (laughs) but after I ran my mile PR, I, uh, I got off the track and I just spewed all over the turf uh, because... We were running at a high school with a grass field, but they had, like, a turf, like, uh, bench area. Spewed all over that. Just mm. It was nuts. So, uh, that was crazy. And wh- it, what was the point of saying, I'm going to throw up? Just because I wanted to make myself push harder than I thought that I would be able to. And I, it was an impossibility. The other one that I still say now, my current race mantra that has continued on from high school, is... Uh, you know that, that ambulance that comes to the races, EMS, to make yeah. sure that kids don't have, like, heart attacks and die? Yeah. Um, my, my, I used to say, I'm leaving in that ambulance. And I still mm-hmm. say that. I'm leaving in that thing. That thing's, I will see you all at the hospital. And that's just, like... I'm leaving in that ambulance. That's your mentality going into the race, is that, like... You'll have to drag me off of this track. Or this course. Of how hard you're gonna, how hard you're gonna push. Yeah. And ultimately, like, that never happens. You know, like, I'll get done, and I'll be dummy-tired, and... But, ultimately, like, I can stand. I've never fallen over a line, you know? That's... You'll see, usually, and a lot of times in big college races, especially the girls, the women, sorry, the women, uh, when when you get to the end of, like, a like a big race, you'll see people just fall over after they cross the line. Oh, I do that all the time. Like, fish. I do it all the time. I mean... 
yeah, dude, you're tired, but, like, you can't walk, like, you just ran 8K. You can't, like, walk over to the side. You got to lay down right oh, in front man, of the mat. because I gave it all for 8K. I got nothing left. <laughs> so you're just going to lay in front of the mat? <laughs> I, I mean... And then they get mad when people are, like, trying to get around them when, or they get when, stepped on. When I cross the line, I do my best to, like, find an exit point outside of the chute to where I can collapse. Yeah. I'm talking about people that just cross the line and just lay there. Because that's okay if you have to like lay down or sit down after a race. I get it. I, I, I have collapsed right after the line. But like I've got the presence of mind to know that like I'm going to get trampled if I don't move. Yeah. I haven't done that in a, in a long time. That's been since probably halfway through high school. But That comes with maturity then. Yeah. But do you think that there's a... Do you think that mantras are, are good for for people who don't run? Yeah. And, like... You, you've just got to be able to have the heart. And just, obviously, I don't think your mantras would work felt, work well for someone who's, like, not a an athlete or something like that. But, like, do you think ma- mantras are, are good for just, like... Do you have any for every day? Or do you think that would be beneficial for people? Uh, it, it just depends on what kind of mood that I'm in. I mean, there's not, like, one that I'm like, this is it. This is, you know... Whatever. I know you've kind of got a mantra going right now that you've been using, and I really like it. What is it? Praise God. <laughs> that, yeah, that's just kind of an everyday thing. It's just, uh... Because that's a mantra. That's that's something that you just... Part of that's, it, it's, it's... Sprinkle in. It's just kind of funny, but at the same time, like, it just reminds me that, like, it's bigger than me. But mm-hmm. my, my mantra, um, freshman year during cross country was, uh... For the first half of the season, it was just just enjoy it, because um, I was super uptight and super stressed about doing well in my yeah. first year of college, and uh, I wasn't enjoying it because I was just really focused on my performance. And when I started enjoying it, is when I really started doing well. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that I could do well, I changed my mantra mid season to how deep can you dig, mm-hmm. and that's a reference to just like digging into yourself and like seeing how in, in, in running workouts, they'll say, um, you go into the well and when you go into the well, it's like you're, you're dropping that bucket so far down to, to get water that like the deeper you go into the well, the harder it is to get water. And so like when runners talk about going into the well, like, it means that they're going all out. They're going really hard. And so my mantra was, how deep can you dig? And because uh, you'll have coaches yell, like, dig deep, dig deep. I'm like, what does that even mean? Right. But, like, when you, when you get to a point where you think, like, I'm done. I can't, go, I can't go any faster or I can't go any harder. I would think, how deep can you dig? And then I would, I would think, I can give a little more. Like, yeah. this is an all out. You know, I've, this is weird that you've said that because there have been workouts where I've been like, why am I breathing so heavy? I'm not that tired. I've done stuff way harder than this. Yeah, and you can almost like mid, yeah, like I'm mid rep, like calm down and be like, this is really not that bad. Yeah. I don't know why I'm stressing like, this out in my dude, mind. Like yesterday, like I had my shoulders up and I was like moving my arms way too much. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I've, I've gone up faster than this on like 400 reps. Right. So yeah, we did a we did a pre race workout yesterday, and it was just uh, um, a handful of 200s, and 
Yeah, it's easy to get tense when you're running fast. Right. Just relaxing. And that's just for everyday life, too. Like, even if you're not a runner, like, it's, it's, uh... Just relax. It's gonna be chill. Like, like, people are always stressed and moving a billion miles a minute. And you just, and if you just take a second to breathe and say, hey, what do I actually have to do here? Like, like, take the blinders off and look at the big picture. Yeah. And think, okay, this is the whole picture. This isn't that much, you know? What I'm going through isn't that bad compared to... Yeah. And I know, like, you'd be having the, oh, there's kids in Africa argument, <laughs> you know? Okay, bro, there's kids everywhere. There's kids everywhere, but... Uh, the idea is there's always somebody struggling more than you, but I feel like that ignores the issues that you're looking at because... Ultimately, if you're struggling with something or your life is stressful, it does matter. Um, yeah, matters you, you to don't you. want to discredit what you're in. Like, right. Or, like, saying that like you can do more doesn't mean that you're, you, you're not going through something hard. It just means that how hard you think it is, you can probably handle more right. than, than what you think that you can handle right now. And that's that's true for all areas of life, whether it's like your whether it's your classes, your homework load, your uh, family issues, like sports, whatever it is, whatever you think you can handle, you can most likely handle a little bit more. Another good mantra, because we were talking about mantras. Yeah. The dude abides. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, from uh, we watched a. Uh, the, the Big Lebowski. This weekend we watched one of my favorite movies, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. As a film major, I have reanalyzed the movie, watched a bunch of video essays, and like looked at what it is as more of a concept like piece than an actual mainstream entertainment film. Yeah. And it is so good. Like The Big Lebowski is awesome. Yeah. Love it. Uh so if you haven't watched it, go give it a watch. Go give it a little little tap. Yeah, it's not free anywhere. Yeah, we tried you, to. You broke down and bought it. But yeah, bro, like it was on Netflix. Netflix, what are y'all doing? Like Netflix sponsorship gets taken away. Careful, careful. But uh, oh, do you check this out? Netflix has got to like not keep taking movies off their streaming. So service. I'm drinking a a kombucha right now. It's called Mortal Kombucha, and uh, it's based out of Boulder, Colorado, and my mom was nice enough to... Oh, that's another thing. I Hold on. I'll keep that train of thought. Um, my mom bought me a 12-pack of Mortal Kombucha from Boulder for my birthday, and I'm very thankful. Thank you, Mom, if you're listening. Uh, we've, I'm still enjoying it. I haven't drank it all in two days. I'm spacing it out. Um, the other thing was, last episode, I mentioned that my mom bought me the Scratch and Sniff Peach Boxers. That is false. It was my sister. So I'm sorry, Josie. Thank you for the boxers. I love you very much. Uh, Groovy. I have, I have worn them, and they do smell like peach. So that's great. But, Will, look at this. At the bottom of my kombucha. I'm about to, I'm about to swig that down. Ugh, is that a baby scoby? Yeah, it's a baby scoby wow. at the bottom. So if you know anything about kombucha, um, kombucha is made from uh, tea and uh, sugar, 
and what's called a SCOBY, which is a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. It's just a fancy acronym. And uh, the bacteria and yeast is what gives it the um, uh, health benefits. Um, because if you didn't have the SCOBY, it would literally just be cold tea um, that you flavored. And so with the SCOBY comes the health benefits, but sometimes the SCOBY doesn't break up correctly when you drink it. And so there's sometimes there's what, like, if you just see, like, Imagine like pulp in your orange juice, except uh, bacteria. Dank. <laughs> yeah. It's, kinda, it's pulp, but it's, it's dank. Pul- it's dank pulp. So I'm about to swig it down. We'll see how this goes. Full send. <coughs> that was foul. I saw that go out ah. of the... Ugh. Woo! I just took that down. This is chill flour. Rose, mint, and florals. And I'll be honest, it does taste like a flower. I've never eaten a flower, but if I did, um, I bet this is what it would taste like. I had a, a coffee with flowers in it. Uh, there's a coffee shop in Newport. Ooh, I, yeah. Out of that trolley. Yeah. Place is cool. What, I go to a coffee shop in Knoxville called Jack's, and my favorite thing to get there is the rose latte. Mm-hmm. Hot. Hot rose latte. And you can really taste the... The rose. I guess it's rose. I've never eaten a rose, but whatever rose flavor is, it tastes good. So... Will it coffee? <laughs> <Yeah>. Rose. <laughs> Roses will coffee. I found yeah. that out uh, for sure. So... Oh, one thing, I, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about was I was in Maples... Yeah. Um, our our on campus uh, coffee shop, and I was overhearing a couple of guys talk about fast food restaurants, mm-hmm. and they were highly opinionated about what they were talking about, and I thought it was interesting because I wanted to like chime in, but at the same time I didn't want to because it was their conversation, but they were like ranking their favorite. Fast food like on a tier list? Yeah, yeah. Like, like a tier list. And I thought it was interesting, and I thought I would ask you, like, what your... Jack in the Box is trash. Because I kind of know, okay. Bojangles right, is right, trash. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. Whoa there, buddy. Slow down. Hold your horsies. But uh, I wanted to see, like, what your top five were. So we already know Jack in the Box and Bojangles trash. Yeah. So the top, whatever so... the top restaurants are. Yeah. Best fast food restaurants in America. In and out. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know about like what order that they're in because it depends. Okay. But as far as chains go, In and Out, um, Indies doesn't count. Indies would be it's up there. It's technically not a national chain. Because it's not chain. a national chain, yeah. it's only in Louisville. Does Canes count? Yeah. Okay. In and Out, Canes. Canes Chicken. Canes, uh, Raising Canes Chicken. Yeah. Based out of Louisville. Banging chicken makes Zaxby's look like, like garbage. Makes Zaxby's look like chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Like it, Canes is where it's at. Okay. So. Canes, uh, Taco Bell, is number three. Yeah. Okay. There's uh Oh, dude, there's a lot of them. Maybe. Cookout. Cookout's good. I mean, listen, remember you got Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A. Um, okay. So you would put that in your top five? Yeah. Sure. Okay. 
Unless you say something that I don't think of. I don't know. Chick-fil-A um, is subject to get just booted off the list. There's a... Uh, because, let's be honest, it's it's good, but, like, come on. I, I don't come know, on. man. I don't know. I think Chick-fil-A is pretty dang good. It's pretty good stuff. It's good, but... Um, you forgot Whataburger. I've actually never been to Whataburger. Oh, uh, okay. Well, so, I've got to be honest. Like, In-N-Out is a, is a West Coast thing. So, unless you've been to the West Coast, you probably haven't had In-N-Out. And so... That probably wouldn't even make your list. Um, Will and I both have been to the West Coast, and so we both have In-N-Out. But we have different opinions on In-N-Out. I think it's just like the most generic burger place ever. Like, Sin. It's just so... <laughs> Blasphemy. Maybe if I were a local and I like knew the secret menu and all that... People get really on about the secret cool. menu. Like with like what animal fries and stuff. I don't know. Just Everybody's like, not, you gotta order animal there's fries. There's two things on the menu. Yeah, you can't mess it up. You Dude, can't. What? It's you can't mess it up. You get a burger and fries and a milkshake. I want some that's options. It. That's literally it. It's easy. That's not options. You want one, two, or three? That's the menu. That's a compromise. It's not an option, not. bro. But then again, you've got places like it's a Jack good. in the Box with the world's biggest menu and all of its mid at best. Like yeah, nothing I'm in not Jack in Box is actually. I'm not good. saying Jack in the Box is good. I'm just. Saying it's got options. Small menu is, but good, and they're fast, dude. Like I've been in and out for like a minute, and I'll just be out with my food. I'll be in McDonald's for like ten minutes back home. Nothing. That's well, yeah. We're talking about we're talking about quality. We're not talking about experience. Blah blah blah. Just quality food. In and out bangs. So in and out's good. Okay, whatever. It's little, just little. Okay, well, see, I'm kind of contradicting myself because if I'm saying just quality. The burgers are good. Yeah. But they're not like, they're not like amazing. Like they're not like cookout. They're fast food burgers. Cookout is really good. But cookout is good for no reason. Like, I don't know why cookout bangs. Like it's, I don't know why it's so good. Does it need a reason? I don't know. It's just so, it's just, I really like cookout. I don't think it needs a reason. We don't have cookout back home. So I love going to cookout. Cookout's good. Cookout's good. Um, I... I don't think about it very often, but I love Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is good. It's Because it's always there, and yeah. so you're always like, oh yeah, I forgot. I can go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I always end up wanting to go on Sunday, and it's just like, oops. Well, it's because you're in the mood to, for the Lord, you know? Yeah. You're in, you're in a Jesus-type mood, so when you go get some Jesus chicken, th- th- they don't have it. That's the dumbest joke ever. It's not even a joke. It's just true. So I, I, it's a uh, way of life. So I used to be... A student admissions representative mm-hmm. for uh, the school that we are currently at, and I would give tours to students, and we would walk up to the Chick Fil A that's on campus, and one of the things that was in my notes to say was, "Yeah, and this is the Jesus Chicken." I had to say it every time. It was oh, like that's in why the you notes. hate that. So like I said it so many times, and I I hate it. It is an overused way of looking at it. Anyways. But what are your top five, Kirby? You got Whataburger, Cookout. I know those are in your top two. Uh, yeah, Wa- Whataburger's good. Cookout, Chick Fil A. Um, I love Taco Bell because it's just there and it's just good. So literally, our top, you know. What well, and I gotta be honest, my f- well, fifth is probably Pals. Uh, I mean, I pals, went to... a Pals burger hits so 
hard. It's, it's good. It's not cookout. I like cookout. No, I didn't say it was cookout, but it, that's why it's my fifth. <sighs> Pals isn't in my top five. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just not... If you talk about quick, Pals is quick. Pals is quick. I'll give... Pals, I will liken to In-N-Out. Pals is quick. They've got some more, like a little more stuff. But basically, like, if you go to Pal, what are you getting? Pal burger, fries. Maybe a dog. That's it. Okay, so you're basically describing In-N-Out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, well, you're saying, like, oh, In-N-Out's, like, it, it's mid at best. Like, it's whack. So... So, no, Pals no, is basically listen, the same listen. thing. There's this thing called the hypometer. <laughs> On the hypometer, In N Out is at the top. Yeah. The quality for In N Out compared to its hypometer is much lower. Pals hypometer is much lower, and its quality is much closer. So it meets to its hypometer expectations. Value. Right. Right. But it's not as good as In N Out. No, it may not be as good, but. As compared to its hypometer value, it's true. much well, closer. People from California are like, oh, you have to go to In-N-Out. In-N-Out's this. In-N-Out's that. It's awesome. And like, yes, I love In-N-Out. Like, but it is super hype. So it's not like one of those things you can just be like, oh, like it's this. Because I had never heard of Pals until I went to, like, until I came here. Yeah. You know? Until I moved down south. Because like. Yeah, I didn't know it existed until I. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a very niche place here, anyways. Right. Whereas like in and out, which is, is kind of what I, which is kind of what I like, and you, you kind you know this about me, like I'm not like a mainstream guy. I'm very like I'm not like other dudes. No, I'm, <laughs> playing, I'm, playing, I'm, I'm not like other guys. <laughs> but like seriously though, I I'm not like a big like popular. I don't get on bandwagons very easily. Guy wears Chelsea boots once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get on bandwagons like I. I don't either. Yeah. I don't do that. So, like, I get the in and outs good, but just for the fact that everyone else loves it, I don't love it that much. Just because... And I, that might also be a contradiction, because, like, I love Chick-fil-A, but, like... Everybody loves Chick-fil-A. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Or everybody can at least admit that Chick-fil-A is good. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? So, but when it comes to, like, burgers, everyone's like, oh, in and out dude. But I can't, <laughs> I can't really, like, sympathize with That's that. Your, I don't know if in and out would be... Better than a cookout burger, though, because cookout burgers are good. They are. I really like cookout. They are. Shout out to cookout. And, it, and if I had to give an honor, doing it right. if I had to give an honorable, oh, shoot, if I had to give two honorable mentions, yeah. I'd have to go with Chipotle and Panda Express. No. Dude, both of them. The concept of uh. those two places is good. The food is never as good Yes, it is. It's like, because I'll go in, I'll go in, right? Chipotle burritos, mwah. You know, you're going to hate me for this. Qdoba is like like 200 times better than Chipotle. (laughs) Qdoba is so much better. It is. I'm sorry. When when was the last time you were to Qdoba? Real talk. When was the last time I was back home? I mean, summer. You went to Qdoba this summer? Yeah. It's good. Qdoba's not, dude. Chipotle is like... In my mind, Qdoba ran out of business like 10 years ago. Okay. Qdoba's don't exist. We don't have Chipotle in the South End. That's all out East. Maybe you should go to the East End. But there's one right next to the race course that we're going to next week. Yeah, there's a Chipotle right next to Tom Sawyer. Nice. Cool down to Chipotle. (laughs) There's a Chipotle, a Cane's... 
and a Chick-fil-A right next to the park. It's a, yeah, they, they got money over there. There's so. a synagogue right close by, so you know that part of town's got money. Sheesh. Oh, we're going to be there on Saturday, too. Oh, so yeah. the synagogue with the boys after the race. Honestly, dude, might have to. Get some Chipotle. Oh, uh, we can't eat. We can't, dude, if we brought Chipotle into the synagogue. Oh, my God. Dude. Sheesh. That would be, wow. That's a ballsy move. Yeah. So the Protestants are getting rid of Yeah. Dude, the Baptist kids can Oh, no. With from the pork the, burritos? From the, tri- from the Christian oh, college? No. Oh, my gosh. Blasphemy. Yo. Speaking of which, this is a good segue into our next segment. Y'all ever heard of the New Testament? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Starts playing, uh, starts playing Jesus is King. Yeah. We are water. <laughs> Before I started Jesus talking about with the... Us. Uh, Jesus. Was, it, was that line that you really hate? Uh, um, what if Eve made apple juice? Come on, baby, let's put that back, back on, on the, the tree. tree. Like what? <laughs> it's off the tree. It's too late. <laughs> you can't you put, put it back it. on the tree. You can't just put it back. Reverse it's like, engineer. It's like trying the to, apple. to return your jeans to JC Penney's after wearing them for a week. They're like, you can't, you can't put this back. <laughs> this is yours now. Watch me. <laughs> can't do it. Uh, all I know is if the tag is still on there, you gotta take it back. That's all I know. True. Anyway, before I started talking about fast food restaurants, you were going to say something, and I, I cut you off big time. Uh, That's a good segue into our... Uh, anything else? Oh, I was just about. talking about The Big Lebowski. Oh, was that it? that movie slaps. But anyways, okay. we're into our next section. Oh. Uh, yeah, this is just something... I don't know. I have... Uh, I've been... Uh, I don't know how to say this. Down on certain days recently, just for no good reason, I guess. And it's just been weird trying to figure out why I've just been down. And maybe it's because I listen to sad music all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some people tell me that. That, that they, is actually very, it's actually backed by science. And the artists will actually talk about, like when we make, when we start, when we write songs. Sorry, flex. Uh, <laughs> I'm a musician, so the way that the kind of ideology behind writing songs is very much steeped in emotion. So you will receive influence from what you're listening to and feel those emotions if it's a well-written song. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe I should be listening to more worship music and less sad music. But um, I came across this Instagram post. From three, it says three days ago, and it says eight Bible verses for when you're frustrated. And I was like, I almost flipped by it because I'm like, I'm not frustrated. But then I, I thought about it for a split second, and I was like, well, I kind of am frustrated with the fact that I feel discouraged for no apparent reason other than like I'm busy and stuff like that. And so I just want to read a couple of, of the Bible verses for when you're frustrated because. Uh, I know a large portion of our listeners are in college, and so um, it's easy to get frustrated amidst everything you're doing. Um, and so no matter where you're listening to us, uh, while you listen to us, whether it's while you fold your laundry or drive your car or while you work out, um, whatever it is you're doing, like um, maybe you're working out because you're frustrated or you're just you go for a mental health drive, which I, I do periodically. Um, not good for the wallet, but 
Um, it's, it's better now. It, it's a little bit for, for now, not forever, but for now. Um, but yeah, here's just a couple Bible verses that kind of helped me. The first one is 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Talking about God. Um, Galatians 6, verse 9, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Uh, I like that one a lot because it seems like, especially this this one really comes in handy like when we're running. like It can seem like we're working so hard all the time and we never see like a payoff. And it's good just knowing that like in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Um, oh, and then I really like this one from Psalms 34, 18. Um, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So even if, even if you feel like you're, you're all upset or it says brokenhearted or even the next, the second half crushed in spirit, like that's, that sounds so dramatic, but like, so people can feel that way. Um, and I know I, I can feel that way sometimes just completely like crushed in your own spirit. Um, and let me get back to that. Where was that? Oh, and it says that the Lord is near to those who are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. Um, so just keeping the presence of, of God close to you. Um, and if you're not, if you don't feel like God is near to you or you don't feel like you have a relationship with him, I would encourage you to, to, to do that. Um, Jesus is the best decision you'll ever make. So that's my gospel plug for the podcast. Praise God. But, um, amen. Anyway, man, quick closing announcement. We've had a good, a good episode, a good, a good chat. I say we, that was a pretty solid 32 minutes. Good times. Yep. Uh, we should, so right now I'm recording on my condenser mic through an audio interface that goes into my MacBook which is a lot nicer than recording on like our phones and me having to edit all this crap post. But like with the audio filtering, because they are uncut episodes, so. For yeah. the most part. Yeah. First episode. For the most part. There, we've literally only had one cut. We're good. On the whole thing. But uh, we should have a new microphone coming in soon via the homie. My boy Nick. Shout out Nick. Lives just down the hall from me. Uh, he's got a... What kind of camera? I mean, not camera. What kind of microphone does he have? I don't know, dude. He but said it, like XLR or something like well, that. Well, mine is an XLR. It'll just oh. go over here. Well, that's what he said. He said it was so XLR. I'll just tie you in. I have you no in. idea what that even means. Because I've got two ports on my thing. Okay. So you'll just go in that port. And I'll be over here. And we can EQ it up. That way we don't have to... So you I, can know. Have, I can have my own noises. Yeah, we, that we can actually run the air conditioner in here. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just sweating right now. Guys be like, I'm in the studio, and this is the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky. Anyways, uh, everyone have a great week, uh, and we'll be seeing y'all in the next pod. By the next episode, we should have a, a race recap for you guys. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Race time, baby. Race time, baby. We'll be seeing y'all on the next one. All right.
Oh, wait, what, what, what do we always say at the end? Oh, with, with that being said... With that being said... We'll see you on the next episode. See you in the next one.